What an absolute dog's breakfast of an episode. That was in episode 31. I'm very sorry, my listeners. I was nursing a cold and I just couldn't shake it, but I'm pretty much near 100% now. And because I love and respect you guys so much, um, I thought I would just re-record, well, um, record again, uh, you know, my key ideas to help your kids to empathize um, with uh, everyone. How do they see the good and the bad in people? Um, so stay tuned and um, I'll, I promise you that this episode We'll call it episode 31A, uh, which is going to be better than episode 31. Uh, so sorry. <clears throat> Lots of coughing from me. Uh, minimal coughing this time. And um, uh, there'll be, you know, properly timed intro and outro music this time. Uh, so thank you very much for tolerating me. I have kept that episode in the podcast uh, list just for posterity, uh, for my own sake and uh, for your sake, because hopefully you'll see that I, I do keep my uh, promise to you that I make every effort to make things better than uh, they were yesterday. So that's my philosophy, get better, uh, every day and episode 31A. See you very soon. Hey guys, I'm Devin. I'm a psychiatrist. Welcome to the Huddle Wisdom Podcast. Today, I'm going to share some key ideas with you to help you teach your kids to see the good and the bad in everyone. Now, of course, I have to say that I'm not naive to the fact that uh, not everyone is going to have the best sort of intentions. Um, and we need to teach our kids to have boundaries and limits and to respect their own private spaces. But at the same time, they also have to learn to respect other people's private spaces too. So how do we reconcile the fact that we want our kids to be more compassionate, more empathic towards other people, to see the good and the bad in people, but also not be taken for a ride. Now, I've talked a lot in the past and I will continue to talk about empathy being the key to help you to achieve that balance. Now, empathy is not just um, uh, bending over and allowing people to run right all over you. No, it's also not um the same as sympathy or condoning other people's behavior. But what it allows us to do is to understand where people are coming from 
so that you can then make better decisions about what you are going to do in the moment, how you will interact with another person in order to achieve um, that sort of outcomes that um, is going to uh, be good for you, the other person, and the world around us. Uh, I'm going to go into that a little bit more, of course, um, but there's, there's, a, there's a lot to talk about. And uh, you may want to review some of the previous episodes where I talk about the three-part empathy model, you know, the cognitive, affective, and perceptual components of empathy. Um, check out my interview with Anita Novak, um, who is like an empath, empathic empathy guru. Um, you can find her on her, her YouTube channel, and I'll give you the link in the show notes uh, to that. Check out all her stuff as well. It's it's wonderful. It's marvelous. She's doing great stuff in the world. So shout out to you, Anita. Um, and I also did a lecture um, to parents and teachers um, about the key ideas that they can incorpor incorporate into their lives right now so that they can help their kids learn how to become more influential, compassionate people. Um, and you can go get the lecture. Uh, so what you do is just type in huddlewisdom.com forward slash lecture huddlewisdom.com forward slash lecture. It's about 45 minutes and there's some Q&A as well. But I just talk about key ideas that you can incorporate into your daily life to help your kids become more influential, empathic, compassionate people, which is good for you as a parent, as a teacher, makes your job way easier, less stressful, and you have a lot less anxiety raising your children um, because we all know how challenging that is. So that's my contribution to you, my friends. Uh, just to make up for last week's awful episode, episode 31. Well, it's kind of not entirely awful. There's still some good things in there. And I'll rehash some of that today um, without the coughing. Huddlewisdom.com forward slash lecture. Check it out. And just drop your email and I'll send you the, the lecture link. So, okay, so without further ado, how do we teach our kids to be uh, better able to uh, empathize with people around them by recognizing what's good and what's bad about people uh, because people are complex, people are complicated. Um, we can't just jump to conclusions about people's moral character based on their actions. You can make assumptions and you can infer things about their intentions, but you can never truly know what a person is feeling or thinking or perceiving until you make the effort and do the work to connect with them. Um, well, uh, I've talked a lot before about this idea of fundamental attribution error, and that predicates road rage. Uh, you know, when people cut you off on the road and you immediately jump to the conclusion that they must be a jerk. Sure, they may have acted like a jerk, but it doesn't mean that they are a jerk. Um, you know, for example, 
the the you know the person that cut me off on the road many many months ago, which I I talked about that on one of my podcast episodes. Um, they cut me off on the road, and I thought that was really rude. Um, gosh, they must be a terrible person. But that's a fundamental attribution error. If I stopped and thought about it and gave the person the benefit of the doubt, uh, unconditional positive regard, which I've talked about before, and I may have in that moment actually stopped myself and thought, okay, this person may have been another dad like me trying to get their kids to school so that they can go off and work, uh, work very hard for their family, just like me. That would have given me a moment to pause and have more compassion for someone else, uh, which would have made me feel much less upset. And that upset, feeling upset, took years off my life, no doubt. Uh, so if I felt more compassion to that dad that was trying to get their kids to school and go to work, I would have had more compassion. Uh, that would have saved me years Um Sorry, that would have added years to my life because I would have felt less upset, less stressed for no good reason. Right? Um, just an example there. I'm not saying that you should be naive to the fact that sometimes people act badly because they do. But what I'm saying is not everyone that acts badly is a bad person. Um Actions don't necessarily um, equate to bad intentions. You can't truly know a person's intention until you actually understand them as a person, what, what motivates them, you know, what drives them to act in certain ways. Which leads me on to the first key idea here that I want to share with you that's going to help your kids to understand um, that people are more complex than, um, than meets the eye. So a, an exercise that I like to introduce into some of my sessions with my patients who have a hard time seeing um, people as complex, uh, they have an easier time to see people as all good or all bad. So uh, a really good exercise is to introduce this idea of humanizing villains. So a lot of people like movies, right? A lot of people like to watch movies. Um, some people who don't like to watch movies like to read books. Some people who don't like to read books like to listen to music. But everyone loves a good story. Now, the sort of story I like to talk about is... Um, stories that have villains and heroes. And of course, uh, most of us, we, we think about villains as all bad, right? Um, think about Darth Vader, um, when you, Darth Vader from Star Wars. Um, <clears throat> when you ask someone, what do you think about Darth Vader? And people usually say, oh man, he was a bad guy. But if you think about it, he was actually a very complex sort of character, uh, what, motivated him, what motivated him to do the things that he did. Um, and um, what I like to, to, uh, to talk about in 
my session with people and say, well, you know, um, Darth Vader, think about what he was like as a kid. You know, uh, he, he didn't have a mom. He didn't have a dad. He grew up with foster parents. I think they were next of kin. So he was essentially fungied into a family. I think it was his uncle or something. Anyway, he grew up with a mom and dad. Cut a long story short, um, his he, he then was uh, taught how to become a Jedi. He was trained to be a Jedi by his mentor, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Um, and for some reason, he had some kind of internal conflict that then uh, manifested as external conflict, which played out in his interactions with Obi-Wan Kenobi. Then he felt shamed and humiliated by Obi-Wan Kenobi when Obi-Wan Kenobi cut his legs off. Uh, you know, <laughs> Anakin Skywalker, Darth Vader, cut his legs off cut his arms off and then um, left him to, uh, you know, to, to perish. Uh, and then he got rescued by the, uh, I think it was Emperor Palpatine and his forces and um, restored him, right? Uh, gave him robot arms and legs. And then um, anyway, so Darth Vader made it his mission to destroy his mentor. Uh so, you know, if you track, to, track his story, you can see that there's a reason why Darth Vader became such a villain. He acted in villainous ways because he felt ashamed, he felt humiliated, he wanted, to, he wanted revenge. Um, no one wakes up in the morning thinking that, they're going, that they are the bad guy, right? Um, everyone's doing their best. Most people, most people are doing their best to make the best of it in life. Um, that was an oversimplification, but in general, speaking in general. So how do we teach our kids to be more compassionate for others? Well, we have to teach them that there are layers to people. Um, and by digging deep, you get to understand that people are complicated, just like Darth Vader. So one really handy exercise to wrap this idea up is that you can start a book club or a movie club at home. And as a fun exercise, you know, if you identify the so-called villain in the story, I want you to start talking about, well, you know, why are they acting in such villainous ways? Um, one of the key things that make people act in villainous ways is shame. Uh, you know, when people perceive that others think that they are the villain, uh, they get stuck in this um, place where they're, they're darned if they do and darned if they don't. So they might as well act in villainous ways um, because, you know, people aren't giving them the benefit of the doubt. Um, you know, they, you know, these good guys aren't empathizing with me. They are invalidating me. Have, don't, don't you see that I'm, I'm wounded? I, I didn't grow up with a mom and a dad. My mentor cut my arms and legs off, and now I have these robot arms and legs, which is awesome, but he left me to perish, and my lungs got all charred up, and now I have to breathe through this respirator, and it makes a really weird noise. Um, you know, it makes it hard to socialize, and... You know, my face is all messed up. 
So I have to wear this mask, which, which makes it really hard for me to talk to anyone. Um, and these heroes aren't even validating me. You know, they don't recognize my pain, my suffering. So why should I give them the same uh, treatment? They think I'm a villain, so I might as well act like a villain. Might as well get what I want, right? People are complex. And, um, you know, having discussions with our kids about such complex things actually is really good. Kids actually understand a lot more than we give them credit for. So I think by talking about um, villains in everyday stories humanizes them. It helps us and children to understand that um, uh, what underlies an action may be actually more complex than they had initially perceived. So anyway, that's, that's my tip for the week, my friends. Uh, I said a lot more in episode 31, the bad one, uh, which you could probably, you know, pick up on. Uh, but I, I think um, this is probably the, the most important idea from that episode. And um, uh, that's what I want you to take away. So think about that. Um, incorporate this. See what you think. Drop me some comments. Let me know what you think. Um, I hope you have every success with this. I believe it will help your kids to uh, learn how to be more compassionate. It gives them the mental models to start um, becoming more uh, compassionate, empathic, and um, in ultimately influential in the lives of other people, which is great. That's what we want, isn't it? Uh, well, one of the things that I want. So, look, thank you very much again, my friends, for tolerating uh, last week's episode. I hope this makes up for it. Um, I hope the free lecture you can go and watch on replay, uh, huddlewisdom.com forward slash lecture, which summarizes a whole bunch of keys that I haven't talked about in this episode, which I think you should go and check out. They're very easy to incorporate. And I'm sure, well, I hope, I think, that it's going to make your life way easier if your kids learn how to be more compassionate. You're going to have less anxiety in your parenting, in your raising of kids, in your teaching kids, in your disciplining kids, because they're going to see you as more complex than just the parent or the teacher, because they're going to learn how to be um, people that <laughs> think of people in layers, okay? So go and check it out, huddlewisdom.com forward slash lecture. Drop me an email and I'll send you the video replay of that lecture. And um, yeah, I'll see you at the end of the week with another episode, different episode. And um, I hope to see you very soon again, my friends. I'm so grateful to you and I hope you have a great week. See you later. Bye.